So I'm so excited to have another super successful immigrant CEO on our show today. Um, I'm very excited because she is in the healthcare space and specifically Snow Shaw is an acupuncturist with her own practice in New York City and she has a really fascinating story of you know how she grew up in China, moved to Singapore and you know landed an amazing fashion, uh, sorry, uh, finance position and realized you know she wasn't feeling super fulfilled so she went into fashion and then now she's, you know, helping a lot of people who, I think a lot of people on the show need her help too. <laughs> you know, if you're, you know, stressed out, you feel any sort of, you know, discomfort with who you are, we need to connect to our bodies and we need to have a good relationship with our bodies. And specifically Chinese medicine is something that I'm very fascinated with. And, you know, acupuncture is something that um, a lot of people have been healed because of. So I'm so excited to welcome Snow Shaft. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank, thank you. Great. So can you share with us how you got started? Yeah, sure. So um, unlike many of the successful immigrant CEOs you have interviewed, I actually didn't make an active decision to come to the U.S. Uh, so I moved here with my parents as a teenager. And... Um, I didn't appreciate as much back then because uh, as a teenager, I had my group of friends and I had my established life back in China and then in Singapore. But now as an adult, I, I really appreciate them for leaving behind their comfort zone and taking chances to come here, right? And as we know, America is such an open, conducive environment to starting your own business. So you know, you've not here where, right? And just to tell you a bit about myself, I actually went to school as a finance and economics major. And naturally, I landed a job in finance after graduation. Um, I was working as an analyst at one of the large hedge funds in New York. So I, I really loved math, but after working there for two, three years, I realized, you know what, crunching numbers 12 hours a day is really not my gem, right? And there's all this, um, that's another creative part of me. And um, I love interacting with people. So as an analyst, I didn't get to do that as much. So there was this... Um, void I felt in my heart that something's missing and as a young early 20 something I was like that's got to be more to life than this right and um, I remember towards the end of my career working in fashion I would wake up every morning dragging my feet going to work and just feeling really depressed and there were even a couple of times in the afternoon, I just went to the bathroom and I would sit on the toilet and cry for 20 minutes, not knowing why, but just feeling very down and at a miserable place in life. And because of um, the depressive mood I was in, soon I started getting a lot of um, weird digestive issues. And sitting long hours in front of the computer, I also developed pretty serious lower back pain. 
And I remember going into the doctor and doing all sorts of tests and they couldn't find anything wrong with me. And I was like, you know, my, my stomach hurts every day at the same time. Like what could be wrong? But all the tests came back normal. So then I started seeking help from my uncle who's an herbalist and acupuncturist for years. Um, and uh, also as a side note, my family have been in medicine for a long time. My grandmother, she was a gynecologist and a lot of my relatives are MDs and my uncle is the only person who is um, in oriental medicine. So back then he helped me a lot to, to deal with my health issues and eventually I was able to heal from that experience. And um, I was pretty curious and fascinated with oriental medicine at that point, but still it didn't really um, made me decide that that's what I wanted to do. Because growing up in a family where everyone's in medicine, there's just this rebellious side of people. <laughs> no, I want to be different. That's not what I want to do. So then I dabbled a little bit in fashion after I left finance, right? So growing up, my mother, she was a fashion designer. So I have always being exposed to the vibrant world of fashion, right? And um, I was a product development manager for an American brand for a bit. So it was a good, stable job, but it's the same thing as, as time goes on, it's very monotonous. And for, for me, I'm really curious about all sides of a business and working for a large corporation, right? They usually train you to do one job really well, but you are kind of disconnected with how they're running the other sides of the business, right? Yeah. So um, from that, I, I was like, you know, I really want to be in an, an environment where I can you know, deal with all sides of uh, business. And as I got older and I start to get to know myself more and I also realized, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't really enjoy working in a corporate environment. And I have no interest in office politics. And you know what? I just want to work for myself, right? So then I have to go back to the drawing board right, to figure out what I want to do. Um, at this point, I knew that I have this desire to make an impact on people's lives. I want to be my own boss. I want to make my own schedule. And I want to make the income that I think I deserve. So while I was um, figuring things out, I also started taking some oriental medicine classes out of curiosity. So as time goes on, one thing led to another. I enrolled um, in the program for three full years to get my master's in acupuncture. And I thought, 
this is a career where I can mold it the way I want it and I can have my own practice and help people and also be my own boss. So yeah, so that's how I came to own my practice and be an acupuncturist. Wow, what an incredible story. I have so many questions. So, um, you know, let's go back to more of the beginning. So you actually moved to different countries. You, you're Chinese, you moved to Singapore, and then you moved from Singapore to the U.S. So what were you feeling at the time? Like, I'm just curious from my end, because I went to Singapore, and I, I think I was too young to understand how awesome the country was you know, I had a lot of fun ate a lot of great food um but I'm just curious what were your thoughts as you know Chinese person going into Singapore and what were you thinking and feeling when you first moved to the states yeah sure so I think moving to Singapore I was still very young I was about nine years old so I was mm-hmm. really just a kid um so there was less of a culture shock mm-hmm. right yeah um but for sure, Singapore is definitely more westernized and people are more open, I would say. But moving to the United States as a teenager, there was a much more of a cultural shock. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I've always lived in a city all my life, right? I'm used mm-hmm. to taking public transportation and walking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And moving to the United States, we first moved to New Jersey which mm-hmm. is a suburb, right? And yeah. um, I, it would take me 20 minutes to walk to the closest 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a different environment. I think the culture shock really made me feel very isolated and alone and kind of helpless for a bit, right? Um, also, leaving all my friends behind in Singapore, I think as a teenager, it's hard when you don't have the support system. But of course, very fortunate for me, my parents were with me. That's great. So I, we actually met through our mutual friend, um, yeah. Dr. Babeshu and Neil. Um, mm-hmm. you know, she's, gonna, she's on the show as well. So how did you meet her? I'm just curious. Oh, so we actually... We went to a junior college in Singapore together, and both of us were really passionate about fashion. So oh we my God. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, shopping and clothing. <laughs> yeah, but um, but soon after I I moved to Singapore. So actually, all thanks to social media, we were able to reconnect again oh. a couple years ago, um, and she came to. New York, and that's how we reconnected and everything. That's amazing. Wow, I love it. I just love how everything comes full circle. And I, if you guys don't know why I'm laughing for fashion, because uh-huh. Perpetua's Instagram post on fashion is amazing. Okay, I, I will just say that. Like, you know, she's, every everything that she wears is amazing. But anyways, um, you know, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I had to talk about it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like, um, how you switch different fields. It's funny how it seems so different, yet so, mm-hmm. so familiar, because you had family, you know, who were um, mm-hmm. in that. But I'm just curious. So, you know, at this point, you got a really awesome job. But I think a lot of people can relate, you know, and I can relate as well, you know, feeling like, oh, what's the point? Or, you know, just going away from the job just to, you know, let a good cry out. I totally get that. Um, so what were some of the things that you found out about, you um, 
having those stomach pains? Um, were there any correspondences to like where you were like um, mentally at the time? Do you feel like there was like any sort of like a body mind connection um, that, you know, that you were trying to tell yourself? Yeah. So back then I didn't really understand, but now looking back, definitely that's a mind body connection, right? Mm -hmm. um, now I'm in healthcare. I, note that and every disease really begins with a thought mm -hmm. so me at that period of my life being depressed about uh where i was in life and being unhappy about what i was doing and feeling hopeless eventually definitely um, my body manifested that in symptoms of stomach pain, right? And feeling nauseous and then also my lower back pain. And at one point, I even started getting weird hives all over my mm. body, right? And like, mm -hmm. I go to the MMD and present him with all these symptoms and he runs all these tests and everything looks fine and he just mm -hmm. sends me home. And mm -hmm. for me as a patient, I felt helpless, mm. right? Yeah. So, and because with Chinese medicine, we really look at the body as a whole. Mm -hmm. right. So when I presented all these symptoms to my uncle, he was able to tell me, you know what? There's some imbalance going on mm -hmm. in your body. And with herbs and acupuncture, we can help to balance that and stimulate your own immune system to heal itself. Hmm. That's fascinating. And I, I do think that, you know, I, when you said body mind connection and all the things I kind of thought of Louise, Hey, um, you know, she has all these, you know, and of course Chinese medicine, you know, thousands and thousands of years. So I'm glad that that was able to, um, you know, uncle and then being in that environment was able to help you see that. So I'm just curious, like, and then you quit your job. Right. Mm -hmm. So did you notice anything different after you quit your job? You know, did you have a job lined up? Like, what were you, you know, feeling? Cause that's a big risk. Right. I think I was just at the breaking point mm -hmm. where I was just like, I, I didn't really have anything lined up, mm -hmm. but I was, at least I knew in my heart, this is not what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't want to waste another day being, at a place where I don't want to be in my life. Mm. So, and also I think grow up with a um, mother who is a powerhouse of a woman, right? She, she's always fearless and she always went for what she wanted. So mm. that's what I took on from my mom. So even though I didn't have anything lined up, I was like, you know what? At least I know this is not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident that life will flow and something will come to me, right? And yeah. Gloria did. One thing led to another. And that's where I am today. So how did you get the fashion job? Like, I'm curious. Because like, a lot of people that I deal with, they're really scared of switching fields of work. Um, and I, I can see why because, you know, and especially you, you didn't have anything lined up. I mean, just like, you know, you know, you said things lined up, but I'm curious to hear, like, how did you get your next, uh, next position in fashion? Just cause it's so different uh, from where you came right. from. Right. So I think ha having a finance background is, um, 
really useful for mm. learning different industries, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. So I, I went to a recruiter and we were able to tweak my resume a bit and I, I took on like an internship in fashion. So that way, that's like a gateway for mm -hmm. me through the internship to get into the industry. That's great. And then what made you decide to um, go for a degree in acupuncture? Because you're already very highly educated. Um, you know, you said that, you know, fashion was kind of boring you a little bit. What inspired to like start your own practice in New York City? I'm sorry. I didn't... Yeah. So um, what inspired you to, you know, go, you know, establish your own practice, you know, because I think um, when we when we get started in something like you said, your internship or going to a job, but you skipped all those steps, which is awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. So what did you have any fears when you're starting up your business or did you just say, you know what, I'm going to go for it because I you know, can't take it anymore for the other other fields? Like what was how did you get started? Yes, absolutely. We, we always have fears, right? Um, but I think as I got older, I realized that you really need to push yourself and you can't let your fear hinder you. And I have um, observed friends around me who are successful entrepreneurs. I think what makes them different is that they just have... They just go for it, right? Mm -hmm. And in a sense, it's almost like an overconfidence or yeah. <laughs> sort of like kind of naive right. about their dream. But you need that to succeed, you know? Like you can't let things and your fear hold you back. You just have to go for it. As cliche as it sounds, life is short. You only have one life. If you don't do what you desire one day you're gonna regret yeah so i rather try and fail than not try at all yeah i love how elegantly you put it because i just said you have to be stupid and shallow but you, <laughs> you said like you know so yeah i think a lot of people who are starting out they're naive yeah and it's mm -hmm. it's um it's a beautiful thing when you use it correctly you know, but um, I'm, I'm really glad that now you're helping out so many clients. So I've been reading some of your client testimonials. Um, so can you share with us, like, um, what are some of the common issues that your clients come to you with? Yeah, sure. So I live in New York. So as everyone knows, it's a very high stress, high, highly competitive environment. So yeah. what I see a lot is anxiety and depression, right? Mm -hmm. um, most of my patients are from the mid-20s to late-40s range. Mm -hmm. um, they are corporate warriors. They're working a high-stress, high-reward environment. And a lot of the times, they come to me for issues like sleeping disorder or migraines or digestive mm -hmm. issues. But as I drink, as I dig deeper, mm -hmm. what I realize is that they all suffer some sort of anxiety and depression and like imbalance mm. in their emotions. So for, for example, um, recently I worked with um, this working mom in her mid thirties. Mm -hmm. She has two kids and she works in finance. And there's a lot of stress at her work. 
So she's been suffering from sleeping disorder for a couple months. Mm -hmm. She has insomnia, unable to stay asleep, dreams a lot. And when she wakes up, she's tired. And she would have this brain fog all day, right? And it was to a point that it's affecting her relationship with her kids and her husband because she has no energy left for them, mm, yeah. right? So we, um, I, I've been seeing her for a handful of times now and um, she no longer has brain fog. She's sleeping throughout the night. She has more energy for her family and she's just handling life with more ease. But of course, I also like to um, educate my patients and provide them with tools so they can manage their own health so they don't need to keep coming back, right? So mm -hmm. one of the agreements we have made is to not look at your cell phone <laughs> half an hour before bed. Okay. Don't look at your work e emails. Mm -hmm. And that has been helping her a lot. Hmm. I can totally see that. Because when you said it, I was like, ah, please don't say it about the <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> because I think um, I totally get that. And um, you and I actually both come from a very, how do I say this? You know, hard work is rewarded type of culture. You know, all mm -hmm. the, you know, these, even our native cultures and then their adopted cultures. So mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is burnt out, who, you know, is um, very constantly scared about um, their, you know, their business doing well or getting ahead in their career. What advice would you give them? So, so the funny thing is, we all take our health for granted, right? Yeah. <laughs> Until the day we're sick, yeah. and then we realize how important it is. And to be honest, there's never a good time to be sick. Yes. Right. You <laughs> always have some responsibilities you all always have places to go things to do so knowing that i think it's important to place yourself first sometimes when you feel overwhelmed you need to be able to prioritize your health and be like well i have to drop a few things because i need some me time mm -hmm. right i need to maintain my emotional health so that it doesn't eventually manifest as physical symptoms. Okay. And I think we live in a society where um, healthcare is all about reactionary care, right? We yeah. only take care of something after we start seeing symptoms. Yeah. So there's not as much emphasis on preventative care. And I'm a big advocate of that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just spreading the words about how important our health is and what are the things we can do to stay healthy. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad that you brought up emotional health because I think, <clears throat> excuse me, most of us know what eating right means and most of us know what um, exercising is. <clears throat> so what do you, like, what do you personally do to manage your emotional health? Like for somebody who doesn't know what it is at all, I think we have a hint of what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but in your experience, what does taking care of your emotional health mean? Mm -hmm. Well, for everybody, it can be a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. For myself, doing yoga mm -hmm. really helps my emotional health. Mm -hmm. If I feel 
anxious or I feel burnt out, stressed, I go to a yoga class. Mm-hmm. And that really helps to center myself and ground myself. And also meditating even five minutes every morning is a good start, a good way to start your day, right? Mm-hmm. You just bring the focus to yourself and being able to be in the present moment, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's one thing that our modern society lacks. We are always worrying about the future or regretting about our past. It's very hard for us to live in the present, right? So do things that you enjoy that helps you live in the present moment, right? For some people, it's running. For some people, it's cleaning. For some people, it's meditating. So whatever your gem is, find that one thing that's able to put you in the present movement and do that and also just give yourself me time that's a great point and um, I wanted to ask you this because I think the funny thing is when people who are you know suffering from anxiety or depression they actually don't know it so um, what are some of the signs because I think a lot of listeners are high achievers you know are people Mm -hmm. who take risks you know who are very proud of their career but at the same time, maybe they've just never been taught emotional health. So what are some of the signs that somebody um, is anxious or, you know, signs that, you know, they need to take a break? Um, what are some of, like, the common symptoms so that we can see if we, how we can improve ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great you brought this question up because in America, 20% of our population at any, at some point in their life, will suffer from anxiety or depression, right? And that's only the reported cases. So in reality, it could be 40% of the population. And um, unlike a physical injury where people will seek treatment right yeah. away, mm-hmm. people usually wait on average seven to 10 years to seek What? Help. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think one of the first symptoms that you can tell is that you're just not feeling quite right. You're just not feeling yourself mm-hmm. and you're having trouble getting out of bed mm-hmm. or feeling upset for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's time to talk to somebody, right? And if you're more on the anxious spectrum, if you start experiencing, experiencing shortness of breath, a heart palpitation, or just feeling like that there's a lump in your throat or in your stomach, Mm -hmm. that's time to talk to somebody about it too. That's a, that's some great signs. And I think when I was like trapped in my business analyst job, I was very upset as well, but I couldn't pinpoint it. And I knew I was kind of depressed, but I was like, oh, just just work through it. I don't know why I was thinking the other time. Um, but um, I'm glad that you brought that up. And I think a lot of people, you know, they go to traditional MDs um, and they try different, you know, therapists and all that stuff. Why do you feel like acupuncture is an amazing way um, to deal with some of like the modern symptoms that we have? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and all the other modalities are great too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so you just have to find what you resonate with Mm -hmm. Uh, but for for me I think 
acupuncture is a great way to deal with emotional issues because what you're doing is you're stimulating your own body to balance itself. Mm. Right? So there are no side effects and you can only feel great from it. And um, not only that it will be able to release and or things in your body and stimulate immune system, it can also increase blood circulation, right? Hmm. And also at the same time, treating your emotional imbalances, we could also be treating your musculoskeletal pain, right? From say sitting at a desk for too long, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people nowadays suffer from neck or lower back pain. So acupuncture tackles all that all at once. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So what were some of the client results that you were able to, um, you're able to share with us? What do people go through and how do they come out after working with you? Yeah, so like I said, um, I see a lot of people who have sleeping issues, anxiety issues, and digestive issues. And um, after a course of treatment, most of them are pretty much recovered wow. and they <laughs> no longer require um, medication. And they will still come back though, like say once a month, twice a month for a tune-up treatment. Wow to just help everything circulate better and bring more balance to their body. Um, and one of the, two of the cases, so one, one lady, she has suffered from migraine for 14 years, right? Wow. And um, she's been on pain medication all this time and she only sick alternative treatment because her painkillers are not really working anymore. So after three months treatment, she's pretty much symptom free now. Wow. Yeah. So, and another gentleman I treated, he um, was having serious breathing issues and um, mainstream medicine wasn't really able to provide an answer. But he, he knew he was not crazy. He, he came mm. to me, he was like, I was, I was experiencing all the symptoms, like shortness of breath, I felt I couldn't breathe, my heart was closing up, but nobody could help me because all my tests came back normal. And I have been there, right? And, and I know how it feels. And um, we were able to work through his, issues and now he's also pretty much symptom free and he will come back once in a while for maintenance treatments that's awesome but yeah so being able to touch people's lives really make me give me such a sense of satisfaction right and that's what motivates me to get out of bed every day and do what i'm doing mm. That's awesome. I just love hearing these stories of, you know, wow, 14 years of migraines, that's an insane amount of pain. And I'm glad yeah. that you're able to cure that in just three months and then come back for maintenance, not, you know, because they're still suffering. So I love that. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things about, I love about these interviews, I can see kind of like a backstage pass to see what's it like running an acupuncture clinic. So like, what is your day to day like? Oh, well, so because 
it's a one woman show, right? So right. now I, besides treating patients every day, I'm also doing my own marketing, accounting, web design, graphic yeah. design, budget planning. So yeah, it's just a lot of different tests, but that's really what keeps me on my toe. And that's the way I like it and keep things interesting for me, right? Wow, so, awesome. um, right now I work four days a week. I work out of two offices, one in Midtown and the other one on the Upper East Side in Manhattan. Wow. Yeah. So in a day, I could be treating patients for a couple of hours and then go back to the computer and do some accounting work, update my website, make some social media posts, and then go back to um, treating patients. So changing many different hats on a daily basis. That's awesome. I love that. You know, two offices, doing a one-woman show, and four days a week, which a lot of people love. So I love that you're already a successful immigrant CEO. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's like thinking of starting a business in a new country? Mm -hmm. So I would say that, you know, you have made the decision to come to a completely new country living behind your support system and your comfortable life. So if you have a rating made so far, you are a fearless person. So why don't you go out there and do what you're put on this world to do? Mm. And to, to be honest, sometimes just answering that question is hard too, because life reveals itself to us little by little, right? Mm -hmm. Some, sometimes you might not even know and you know what just take your time quiet your mind and listen and the most essential thing is make heart-centered decisions right mm -hmm. like yeah. figure out what is your truth yeah. Right? Very and, yeah. yeah and and no matter what other people tell you at the end of the day you are your best advocate you are the most important person in this life so the more most important thing is do what you want to do i love that so how can we continue to the conversation with you how can we visit you if you're okay i don't know like if you want to give out the address or just at least like the the link how can we find out more about you how can we work with you yeah, sure. So my practice is called HEMA acupuncture, HEMA as in Himalayas, H-I-M-A. Mm. Um, and that's just a Sanskrit name for my uh, name, Snow. Oh, um, so you, you can so find interesting. <laughs> so you can find me on my website, HEMAacupuncture.com. And um, you can chat with me during business hours on my website shoot me any questions you have if you have any health concerns um i'm more than happy to provide a free consultation you can also find me on facebook facebook.com acupuncture and on instagram and on yelp or you can just send me an email at himaacupuncture at gmail.com 
I think you're about to be swamped with email. So <laughs> no, no getting back the email, but I really think your health is so important. I just love your story. You know, how you're able to overcome so many like barriers and to just go for it, you know, cause mm -hmm. I, you know, do you think, how do I say this without sounding, oh, whatever, it's my podcast. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of like, you know, China, Asian women, particularly yeah. Chinese women, we, you know, we have to go through the certain path and they, you know, mm -hmm. people say whatever, but I'm just glad that you bucked the trend. You said, you know what, this is what I'm put on earth to do. And you were able to, you know, transform your problems into solutions for other people. And, you know, so mm -hmm. many lives have been impacted and I can't wait to see how many more people, you know, including from this podcast will be able to, you know, heal themselves uh, because of your work. Um, again, thank you so much for being on this show. I learned so much from you and hope to have you on many episodes to come. Thank you so much, Lee. And I want to say that thank you for putting together such a community because as immigrants, we really need a support system here where we can exchange ideas and inspire each other and tell each other we can start our own business and be our CEO be our own CEO in this country. So thank you so much for doing that. Yay, so glad to have you on here.